What's going on, folks? TJ Lowerman, a.k.a. That Sports Gamer here, coming back at you with an episode of Bullpen Banter. And alongside me is my buddy Chris Jardine. Chris, how's it going? It's going great. Like I said on the Twitter machine, I feel like a returning WWE superstar waiting to blow through the curtain because it has been a hot minute since we've done an episode of Bullpen Banter. Some would say too long. Some would say not long enough. And the ones who would say not long enough would probably be wrong. Yeah, hopefully they have unsubscribed and we don't have to hear from them anymore. Also, I, very weird saying your last name. Yeah, I know. It, it is weird, isn't it? I've not said that. That's a that's a, a name I've not used in many a year. I know. It's kind of hard to remember how to say it. I mean, listen, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we're doing this. There's lots of baseball gaming related things to talk about. It is just baseball going on. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard to believe this is season six of some form of bullpen banter. It's crazy. I I mean, season six is such a... This is the sixth year of which bullpen banter exists in. Season five was uh, kind of a nightmare, mainly because it happened in 2020. And much like 2020, it was a nightmare. I don't think... I actually don't think there was an episode out after games launched. I did one episode talking about um, the thing we do with MLB that I can't think of the name of right now. (laughs) The tournament. That was amazing. I don't remember what it was. Oh, the Dream Bracket. Dream Bracket. Dream Bracket. Yes. Dream Bracket bracket 1 was the last episode uh, that I think I've recorded. That was a while ago. And you did notice that you've never been on a podcast version. That is correct. A a audio only uh, version of Bullpen Banter. I know now podcasts are like my life. I'm on like five it's wild times. I know. I noticed my, uh, I noticed the album art for the Snaggle J show has been updated. It's, it's a bit, it's complete rebrand. And it's, it's also not known as the, sh- the Snaggle J show or whatever it was called before. That's correct. It's no longer the Snaggle show. It's called play games. Have fun now. Oh yeah. Tell me more about this. Uh, it's, uh just, you know, the Snaggle show has been around for the Snaggle show. I see. I yeah, see. Now, now I see. The Snaggle Show. Yeah. And so that, you know, we got a good run out of that 43 episodes and, but it had to become very gaming centric, uh, over the last probably five or six episodes. And it was something I had kind of mulled late in the year, just kind of rebranding it and making it more gaming focused. So I just decided to execute upon that and kind of give it a new fresh coat of paint. And, you know, like there's like a lot of things going on in, in, content podcasting now so i wanted it to kind of have its own unique sort of identity much like bullpen banter has its own unique identity and and branding but now we're ready to uh bring back that branding and uh that identity that i think the people know and love and that's just us talking about baseball stuff Mm -hmm. specifically video games but also real baseball stuff because literally the second before we got on this call uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., linking it back to video games, the MLB 21 cover athlete, just signed a, what's it, 14-year, $340 million deal? Uh, that is the reported value, yes. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Ronald Acuna is still the best value in baseball. I mean, here's the thing, right? You're Everybody seems to have a hot take on this, you know, with the news being all of 10 minutes old, but you know, 
San Diego looks at what they have, which is a extremely young, talented ball player who is a very marketable superstar. And, you know, they're they're basically saying, listen, we're going to build the next 15 years of our franchise around you. Um, it's hard to look at these contracts and say, hey, is it a good deal? Is it a bad deal? I mean, if the next 14 years, San Diego wins four titles and Tatis wins six MVPs, well, sure, it's going to look like a great deal. And if he, you know, fizzles out after five years, it's going to look like a bad deal. But again, this is this is a this is a calculated business decision for both sides. That you know, Fernando saying, "I want to be loyal to San Diego. I want to stay here," and the Padres saying, "We're going to build our on-field and off-field product around this guy." So you know, both sides, it definitely makes sense uh, from a business perspective. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, one of my buddies over on the uh, the Padres Hot Tub podcast, they were talking about you know all the deals the Padres have done this year, and they're like, "Do you think that you know Tatis went into the GM's office and was like, show me what you guys can do, and then I'll sign a big deal with you'?" And they went out. Yeah. They got Darvish. They got Snell. They got uh, uh, Kim from Korea, and they just like fully loaded this team. And then he turns around and signs this monster deal that, I mean, if you look at it, like average is like 24 million or 25 million a year. That's a pretty decent, that's a good value for, you know, what you're expecting to get out of him. Oh, that could absolutely, like I said, eight years from now, that could be a steal, you know, get, getting him at, you know, again, it'd be interesting to see how it breaks down. Like it, I assume it's probably going to be, you know, backloaded to a certain extent. But again, you look at average annual value and you think, well, if the average is, is you know, around 24, you know, eight years in, again, if he, if he's working on multiple MVPs and putting up a Hall of Fame type of career and his early career trajectory certainly points to that being possible, it's going to look like an absolute bargain for the Padres. Yeah, I'm very interested to see the full details and see what kind of opt outs and stuff he has in there. Hopefully we don't have yeah. a, a Nolan Arenado situation where. Uh, going to the 2023 season, he's traded. That'd be weird. That would be a bit strange, yes. Uh, but hey, stranger things have happened, like the Nolan Arenado trade. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we start talking about all the new stuff, I did want to take a minute, uh, just sit right there, and let me tell you how I became the host of the show called Bullpen Banter. No, uh, I did want to take a minute to talk about some final thoughts uh, on MLB The Show 20. They've pretty much wrapped up everything like a month and a half ago. I finally, after like two months of waiting, got my 99 Chipper Jones. Uh, so I can finally use him online. I think I played like two games. Or I've played three games since I got him. No, I've played four games since I've got him. Uh, the first three games, I made the other player quit before I even got Chipper Jones as a bat. Uh, and then I got to use him, which was great. But then I just never really played anymore because it's now it's February. So... Not playing much MLB uh, anymore, but uh, we never talked about MLB on the show, which is or MLB 20 on the show, which is kind of weird. But uh, what were your final takeaways before MLB 20, before we start to get into the 21 chatter? I think for me, I think back to something I said in late December when I was putting together my sports game of the year list. I feel like for me, MLB The Show 20 
was the first year where I thought I may be able to live in an MLB the show list world. Um, I, you know, again, like COVID had, had, had a weird effect on a lot of things. Um, I did not play. I, I played a lot in the early months, I think March and April, especially while things were completely haywire and I was transitioning to work from home. And, you know, we, I had a whole week where the system just didn't work. So I had all kinds of time to play video games. And then I, I kind of lost the way with it a little bit. Um, I really like what they did with, with content and stuff and, being someone who does content for a baseball video game, it's very uh, easy to look at what they do and and realize the dedication and the planning that goes into it and being like, yeah, that was extremely well thought out. And I think anybody who looks at MLB The Show 20 c- can say, you know, that definitely one of the strong points of it was Diamond Dynasty's content program. But I think just for me, there's a lot of things that, I come away from 20 thinking I'd really like to see that improved. I'd really like to see um, some, some different things played up in, in certain areas. Uh, and, you know, as we get into this and start talking about 21, you know, today and, and in the, in the weeks and months that are ahead, uh, I'm really hoping that, you know, that they can pull me back in and really just, you know, get me to dive back into diamond dynasty and dive back into franchise and, you know, get that MLB the show playtime back up to, you know, where it was with 17 and 18, for example. Did uh, any part of all the COVID stuff kind of like have you playing too much MLB? And that's maybe why you burnt out on it? Early, I played way too much. Yeah, I was playing four or five hours a day um, in the early going. And and again, I, I think for me, like personally, like with, with, with my situation and where I'm kind of at with gaming, like, I don't really think four or five hours of a particular grind like that is particularly healthy for my longevity of experiencing a title. And yeah, I just kind of got to the point and I, I think it was, I don't even remember. I had done a few of the, of the team affinities and I, I had a team that I liked and all of a sudden I just got to the point where I didn't know what to do and wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it next. And I just walked away and played other stuff. Mm. And, you know, like, again, it was, it wasn't any one particular thing and, and any thing, I guess that the show did wrong. It just, I just got to that point where it just, it, it became not fun for a period of time. And I kind of gravitated away from it. Yeah. And I know I've definitely had that. Uh, multiple times over the last couple of years. I feel, was it like two years ago? That like after the all-star break, I was done for like a couple months and just not even interested at all. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. I think they did a really great uh, job on the diamond dynasty content this year. I got everything, every card I could imagine in the game and more. I, I, this is the first year I've done, some of the crazy stuff, like do the entire live series collection. Uh, ended up doing some crazy stuff to get Babe Ruth, to get a 99 Mike Trout, all this crazy stuff. Uh, I really love their content. I think they need to work on uh, some of the ways that they display some of that content and things like their XP reward path, because it's like, all right, I just got to scroll right on the screen for a long time instead of just having like, how about I hit R2? to go from, you know, bronze to silver or silver to gold and L2 to go back. Just some of that stuff seems like 
some easy, you know, user interface stuff that they could do to make some of that a little bit better. Still have not hit on franchise. I think this, were we talking about it on Twitter a couple of days ago, or was it just like since playing that 162 I did a couple of years ago, I've just been so burnt out on franchise that I have not played it in the show. Um, that so that I still have not tried all this new uh, road to the show stuff they added like three years ago. I still have barely touched that. So it's been it's been pretty much Diamond Dynasty, and the only good thing. The, the one of the really good things about Diamond Dynasty was that they gave you some stuff to do in March to October that let me check out that mode a little bit more uh, than I was really expecting to. And that's a pretty cool mode. And I'm very excited to see them doing some new stuff to that uh, for 2021 that we'll talk about in a minute here. Uh, I don't remember if I got burnt out this year. I, th- there must have been a time I got burnt out, but I actually got lucky that uh, I started playing a lot of Warzone. And so there was nights where it would be like, all right, the guys are going to get on Warzone at 11. I'm sitting down at 930. I knock out a, maybe I knock out an online game, knock out a conquest game or something. And then I'm going to go play Warzone for a while. And so it was like, I rarely, at some point I would rarely have those nights where it's like, I'm going to play four or five hours of the show. It would just be, I'm going to hop out, hop on for a couple games and then go play something else with some other people. And of course, you know, with all the stuff we have that in the park, that keeps us keeps us busy also. So and gives yeah. us a different and that's the thing, like I've like I've said the last couple of years, like when I wanna play like a lot of people are like, Oh, the perfect blend of a baseball game would be out of the park, and it'll be the show, like mixed into one. It's like I I don't know because I love the power that you get managing a franchise in out of the park. But I feel like when I'm doing it from, you know, that uh, not like a 30,000 foot view, but like a couple hundred foot view of being the GM of a team. But if I'm playing the show, I want to play. And I feel like when I start simming games in the show in franchise, I feel like I'm missing out on something. And then I like get angry at what the players have done while I'm not controlling them, which is why I played that 162 game franchise a couple years ago. But I still think I like my separation of church and state. If I'm going to play franchise, I'm going to play out of the park. But if I'm going to play, uh, if, like I want to play on the sticks, I'm going to play Diamond Dynasty in the show. Yeah, hundred percent. I think OOTP, for lack of a better term, has us spoiled in terms of of what a franchise can be. And I think I agree with that hundred percent. You know, I used to love playing MLB the Show's franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was it was a staple on my Twitch channel in in sixteen, seventeen. Uh, really hit a high point in eighteen. Created a lot of good content. Really enjoyed franchise mode. And then I think again, as I got more into working at OTP and 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 learning more intricacies of the franchise mode. I realized again, like for the off field GM stuff, I mean, you can't get any deeper than OTP and that's not an ad. That's just fact. Right. So, but like I said, you know, like you alluded to MTO and we're going to talk about that a lot later. I think that's kind of a nice middle ground. Yeah. And I'm hoping some of the things that they're doing are going to kind of make that mode a little cooler than it was. But yeah, for me, I think my biggest thing going into 21 is I do intend on playing Diamond Dynasty. I'm excited. My thing is I need to be more meticulous in planning what I want to do, 
who I want to chase, what cards I'm trying to get, because there are so many different things to do in Diamond Dynasty that you can get lost very easily and you can spend three hours accomplishing absolutely nothing because you're just playing it without a plan. Yeah, so and that, you can, that's and you can a big think thing you're doing stuff me. to help your team, but you're really hurting your team yeah. in the long run. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, again, right, uh, you know, I, I think back to grinding out the showdowns, for example, and failing and failing and failing, and then realizing I could have put that time into MTO for the team that I needed the, you know, the team affinity points for, and I would have had it done by now. So yeah, like that, it, it, it's looking at, listen, I want to get to this guy, this guy, and this guy, here's the, how I get to them. Here's the different paths. Okay. Well, I could do this easier. I can do that easier. I think, cause again, like I'm never going to be a competitive rank seasons player. I think, I don't think I've ever broken 800 on the rank seasons point yeah. scale, but like, I enjoy playing it. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I would consider myself an average player. I mean, I won that tournament that we had that time. Um, I mean, you know, I don't remember that, but where, where I beat, where I beat Coop in the finals, but well, that's not, we won't, you know, no one remembers it that vividly, <laughs> but like, again, like that's, that's my thing is that going into it, having a plan. And my thing is, I'm just going to have fun with it this year. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to have some fun. Um, and I really just hope that, you know, a lot of the things that I'd like to see improved and, and tweaked a little bit are at the forefront of what 21 has to offer. Yeah, that's why last year was definitely the first time I definitely was like, I'm going into this with a plan, but we're going to execute the plan, and then anything else is gravy. And that was, I'm getting all the Braves cards. I don't care what it takes. I'm getting all the Braves cards. If I pull, I don't care who I pull. If I pull Mike Trout, we're going to sell him to go buy more Braves cards so that I'm happy with everybody I have. And there was some, some rough spots with that. I think uh, Eddie Matthews was extremely expensive uh, when I ended up getting him. I mean, Chipper cost a million stubs because of the way their uh, marketplace is set up. And literally that Chipper Jones uh, buy order went in the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And he literally got bought on like February 3rd or 4th or something like that. So I would like to see them revamp some of the marketplace. That would be uh, a little bit more helpful for me. Uh, but yeah, I think you definitely need some sort of plan with either, you know, having a general idea of a squad that you want to build or maybe just like limiting your focus to only players in like a certain division or something. Because then if you do that, like, like when I was focused on the Braves, it's like, okay, I'm going to do the Braves. I'm going to get their live series team collection. And then whatever program I do, if I'm going to do, I'm going to look for the Braves card and try to get that. Uh, but like, you can do that with, your Blue Jays, or if you're just like, I just want to do AL East teams, and then you can get your AL East reward, and then just kind of spread from there. Because I feel like every year, I would think to do that, but then I would just try to get everything at the same time, and you end up getting nothing, and it becomes extremely frustrating, and again, like that, you would just like get to the point where you're like, there's just too much here, and I'm going to fall off. That's literally what happened to me in Madden this year. I think I made it a couple of weeks, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. They're, they were putting out so much content, and you got to do all this stuff then, but you only have two weeks, but then there's 140 games over here that they want you to play. So just got to have a plan. And I think that's, that's something I like doing at the beginning of the season is like going through, like, these are the programs they have out. This is what you want to do. So maybe that is something we could do on bullpen banter is just like 
figure out what your plan's going to be. Maybe yeah, I can, I, think, I can Sherpa you through. Yeah, uh, I really like. I, I I definitely plan. And again, you touched on it a little bit, right? You know, your plan has to have a certain degree of variability to it because you don't know what's going to come up. You know, throughout the content mm-hmm. plan. Right. Like I could say I'm going in with that's the other part. And I see this in perfect team all the time. People go in with an extremely narrow theme and they get either frustrated really quickly or they go back to the drawing board really quickly because their theme is completely narrow Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it doesn't give any flexibility. So, like, for example, I could go in saying, well, I'm going to build a Jay's team. Right. But obviously you're going to have to expand it to, you know, if there's a, if there's a great Fred McGriff Braves card out there, well, obviously I'm going to be able to use it. Like, so I don't know exactly where my theme is going to go, but I definitely know that I'm going to try to have some sort of theme heading into the show 21 and just say, Hey, this is kind of the, the path I want my diamond dynasty team to take and, you know, leave some, some wiggle room and stuff there. Like if some really cool content comes out that I'd really like to work in there, but I definitely think that's going to help me uh, keep it fresh, keep it fun, keep keep knowing uh, what stuff I want to chase. And just, again, like just getting back, I remember how much fun I used to have with Diamond Dynasty back in like 17 and 18. And it was just fun to play. I loved playing ranked seasons. Uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, it didn't matter. I just enjoyed playing the game in, in a competitive way. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and... Um... That the thing that always like gave me a bad day was the day that they would release new uh, battle royale flawless rewards and the new World Series rewards because I knew if there was going to be a Braves card in one of those, I was kind of screwed. And I think that's where Eddie, I think Eddie Matthews was a flawless reward and Chipper was a World Series reward or something. And that's why their prices were high. And much like you, I am not ever going to be in World Series, I'm never going to go 12 0 in BR. And I was just kind of at the whim of the uh, the market on those guys, but yeah, MLB twenty, very I, very good game. Yeah, agree. Uh, you you did mention uh, MLB the Show seventeen. Uh, they did have a update recently that the servers uh, are going to be going getting sunsetted on August eighth, twenty twenty one. So any of the multiplayer uh, and other online features will no longer be available but you'll still be able to play uh, and use your stubs in offline modes. But uh, I guess that means that is the day that Diamond Dynasty for MLB 17 will go away. Yeah. I want to... There's part of me that wants to go and download MLB the Show 17 and see what my Diamond Dynasty team looks like. I was thinking about it, and then... I don't know. We We should download it on August 1st, and then on August... Seventh, we should just stream all the ranked season games we can get in that day. See that? Yeah, that was Griffey, the Griffey cover, right? So mm, that sounds accurate. It, no, it is. It, it was the one with Griffey on the cover. So I'm trying to think of what what would have been the big late season. Did they still have? Was that the first year they did Future Stars? Maybe. Mm, I think so. You know what? I am definitely, I'm definitely going to download it on the old, uh, the old PS4 and fire it up and see. Uh, was that before Team Affinity? Remember they had like the team thing where we had to get like five thousand innings or something? Yeah, Some I think, crazy I numbers. Think, I think the team stat things was eighteen, if I remember correctly. 
So maybe that's going to be worth. Maybe maybe one episode we'll dedicate to, and it'll be the show seventeen and yes. taking a look a look way yes. back. We will. We should. All right. We talked about MLB seventeen. We talked about MLB twenty. I guess we should talk about MLB twenty one since that's coming out. We should. Uh, MLB twenty one coming out a little later uh, than we were expecting. I've already forgotten the date. March. April. 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 Uh, first off, 15. big change. April. <laughs> Uh, early access begins April 16th. Yes. Uh, and I believe if you get the standard edition, you get it on the 20th. 420. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, Fernando Tatis Jr. is on the cover. Uh, what else is important before we dive into all this crazy stuff? Uh, so, literally thought we'd never see it. Didn't even believe it when people were talking about it, even when they were floating words around. Uh, but MLB The Show 21 is coming to the Xbox One, the Xbox family of game consoles. Is that is that what we should call it? Yes, I would say uh, I think most people would refer to it as current and next gen Xbox consoles. Yeah. Uh, so if you just want the standard edition for the quote unquote current gen, which is the PS4 and Xbox One, uh, $59.99, then you get your little, what do you get, like a pack? You get a game, 5,000 stubs. That's it. If you want, and those are just the Xbox One and PS4 editions. So you cannot play them on PS5? Does it play on PS5, but it's the PS4 version? I don't even know how that stuff works. This is what happens when you don't have a PS5 yet. Yeah, I'm assuming that it's going to... that. If they're charging additional for a next gen edition, that hopefully there is right off the bat for your ten dollars, you do get ten packs that you do not get with the current gen edition. Mm. So essentially, the ten dollar if even if it was the same game on PS4 and PS5 or Xbox One and Xbox Series S or X, mm. you do get you know, 10, the show packs for your $10. So at the very least, you're still getting value for, for that upgrade, but you have to assume that graphically and stuff and and refresh rate and FPS is going to be better on the next gen edition. (laughs) And theoretically, at least the PS five version would load faster because it would have to be on the, uh, the internal SSD, not, an external hard drive because I think the PS4 games on PS5 will play off a hard drive, but PS5 games you have to have on the external, yeah, the on the internal gigabyte right. or 800 and whatever you get of it. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Canadian, I don't recommend getting either of those versions. <laughs> I mean, and that's mainly for Canadian pricing reasons. Do I even want to know what a current gen version of the show costs in Canada? Oh dear! Like yeah, it's, you're you're pushing uh, what it's well. It would be eighty. If I'm not mistaken, it is eighty dollars for the standard version. Seems uh, ridiculous. I know. I'm listen. I'm looking it up here to be a hundred percent for sure. But because I know the pricing, yeah. So the stand the standard. Uh, I mean, I want to call it last gen, but yeah, the I Xbox would call it last one, gen. <laughs> the Xbox One version 
is eighty dollars Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So in America, it's the only place that matters, I guess. Current gen standard edition is fifty nine ninety nine, uh physical and digital. And the next gen PS5 Xbox XS uh standard edition is sixty nine ninety nine. And like you said, that gets you the full game. You get ten packs in the next gen edition plus the five thousand stubs that you got from the standard edition. Then we step up to the Jackie Robinson edition for eighty four ninety nine USD. So that's what, like 105 up there, something like that? Maybe more. Yeah, it's uh one ten of I believe. Oh jeez. Uh that comes in physical and digital. There you get the full game. Uh I assume you get a PS4 coat, or well, I guess you just get it in the store on PS4. Uh, or the disc, and that also gives you uh, the PS5. Wait, is there? I'm confused. Is there not a? Is there not a? There's Jackie Robinson editions on Xbox, right? Uh yes. Because I am looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at theshow.com, which I guess is their new website that they, or the new domain that they use. They only mention the PS4. And PS5 on the Jackie Robinson editions. Uh, I'm sure. Because what it says is for for the Jackie Robinson edition, you get the full game. Uh, I guess you get the physical. You get a PS4 disc and a PS5 download code. So I I can confirm that the special Jackie Robinson editions are available on Xbox. Okay. Because uh, I'm wonder... looking at, I'm looking at them on the Microsoft Store right now. So okay. hopefully I could get them. Uh, maybe that means that they're, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, this is all still very weird with Sony releasing games on Xbox. I know, so. well, but the thing <laughs> is, but, but I do see what you're saying, right? Because when you look at the breakdown of the five versions under the, um, under the, Jackie under, the under the three Jackie Robinson editions, it does not reference Xbox at all. Uh, but like I said, I, I can confirm that the, the Jackie Robinson uh, the two digital editions are available on the Microsoft Store. The eighty-five dollar version is, in fact, one ten Canadian, and the hundred dollar version is one thirty Canadian. Yikes! Uh, but I mean, that's just the cost of doing yeah. business for the border, uh, right? Yeah. So, so the regular Jackie Robinson edition, eighty-four ninety-nine USD, gets you the PS4 game on disc or digital, I guess, depending on which way you get it. And then the next gen, you get a code. Uh, you get early access, like we mentioned, on uh, April 16th at 12 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, a Jackie, Robin, Jackie Robinson Batskin, a Diamond Choice Player Pack. Uh, it just as a Diamond Choice Pack. Could mm. possibly not be a player, I guess. No, I guess it is because they have an equipment pack later. Uh, you get a Diamond Pack, two Gold Choice Packs, ten The Show Packs, one Player Equipment Pack, Daily doubles, which is always nice. Uh, 10,000 stubs. And if you get the physical version, you get a physical steel book. Yeah. Good addition. If you are someone that expects to get a uh, Xbox One or PS5. Uh, Xbox I, Series S or X, not Xbox uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you expect to do that, I would recommend getting this version because it saves you $55 or whatever from having to buy two different versions. Uh, yeah, that's a good edition. You know me; I always recommend the digital deluxe edition, just because I have a problem. I don't know what that problem is, but it's a bad one. 
Uh, that's $99. Digital only gets you the full game. Dual entitlement for the PS5 and PS4. And I guess Xbox One S slash X. Oh, my God. Why? Why, Microsoft? Why? The Xbox Listen. XS <laughs> and Xbox One. Technically X and S. And not and blank. <laughs> Uh, the Jackie Robinson Batskin, two diamond choice packs, five gold choice packs, ten show packs, one equipment pack, daily doubles, twenty five thousand stubs. I, I have to say, and and maybe this is just me, but I have, I feel like, because cause the Jackie Robinson edition is taking the place of what they used to call the MVP edition, correct? Right. Yeah. I feel like, and and I haven't done any research to prove or disprove this. I feel like the $15 upgrade, I feel like you're not getting as much for that jump as you used to. Uh, like, the only difference stubs. I see is 15,000 stubs and three gold packs. Oh, and you get the extra diamond choice pack. Okay. So maybe well, that's you mean from You mean from the Jackie Robinson, from the 85 to the $100 edition? Yeah. So you get an extra diamond pack, you get five, three gold packs and 15,000 stubs. All right, that's worth, okay. that's worth yeah, 15, 15 bucks. That's worth, I mean, it's going to be... 20 bucks for me, but well, the 15,000 subs is 15 bucks essentially, right? Yeah, all right, so that's and not figure, too bad in terms of value. And you figure a diamond choice pl- pack, even if it's trash, is 5,000. Uh, and the, the three ex- extra, extra, gold. Di- extra diamond player early on is absolutely invaluable. Mm. And again, that's something like you might have your idea of what team you want to get. See, I don't know if these diamonds are sellable, I think they were last year, right? Maybe, uh. I don't believe they usually are. They usually are not sellable. But if you get someone good, that might change your whole plan right off the jump right there. I also assume it's going to be like in previous years where um, these are like a curated pool. Like I know Mm. typically they'll have like it's usually one of five. Yeah. Uh, So I'm hoping that that hoping that is still the case where it's one of five and you know, you get the, they usually will talk about them on one of the streams ahead of time saying, Hey, here's your five mm-hmm. guys that you're going to have to choose from. And then that way you can kind oh, of yeah. get a good start. Right. So that's what it was last year. Right. Oh, well, last year was like the 30, right. There was one from each team or something. Yeah. Which, which is similar to what, uh, Madden does the same kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You get like the one from you each get team. the one elite to the one elite player that you get to pick that each team has a representative and you get to pick one. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know if you've played this game called uh, uh, MLB Nine Innings GM. Mm. You pick your team, then you get two fancy cards of certain players on your team. I have. So you recommended it to me, uh, and I decided to give it a try. And like I told you before the show, I don't play mobile games fairly at all anymore for the simple fact that I don't ever leave the house. And, you know, it, mobile games was a, usually a way where I would ha- get a nice break when I was at work. Well, now I work at home, so I don't really ever have a reason to play mobile games. If I'm going to take a break, I'll just turn to my personal computer and throw a Twitch stream on or check Twitter or something. But I did give it a try. And, and yeah, I, I did kind of like that from a team loyalty perspective that, that when you kind of get started, you pick your team. Uh, and I picked the Jays and it gave me a... Uh, and then, and then you got to pick which two players you wanted to have uh, the super versions of. So I picked Ryu, obviously, and I think I picked, <laughs> I think I picked uh, Lourdes Guriel Jr. for the other one. Interesting. 
Yeah. This is the point we should probably say that uh, Comp2, us makers of uh, MLB 9 Innings GM, purchased out of the park developments uh, at the end of last year, uh, who we are both uh, employed by. Technically, we're not employees. We are freelancers for out of the park developments. Yes, and they are obviously not paying us to talk about their products on bullpen banter. But I would be lying if I said I didn't play that game because it's a comp to us game. And I was like, I should probably check out this game. I only checked it out because you said it was a good game. Well, don't blame me. Do not. Do not blame me. All opinions from me and Chris. I keep looking at my webcam as if we're doing this on a stream. It's very weird. <laughs> All opinions are our own and are of no. Nobody paid us for our opinions. I'll talk trash about any game I want. See that episode where I talked about that game that time. Yeah, let's not go down that hole again. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get the Digital Deluxe Edition because I'm a, I'm that kind of weird yeah. person. Uh, there's also the $99 uh, Jackie Robinson Deluxe Edition. Is that GameStop only still or is that available at other places now? I believe... No. Well, so if you click the... S- if you click the... the pre-order physical it comes up oh. with playstation gamestop walmart best buy it previously was a gamestop exclusive interesting interesting. and i think that was an extension of their partnership that they used to do the gamestop mondays right yes uh, they did was, oh, the GameStop mondays. and the gamestop mondays were critical because because the, the the show's uh you know rollout program pre-release was typically very like based on a week Mm-hmm. And and those GameStop Mondays were typically the kickoff of that, that week. Kickoff, yeah. And then there was usually an IGN video that followed on the Tuesday or Wednesday, and then they would do the stream on the Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the GameStop thing is going away. We have not seen any. I, I haven't s- seen anything scheduled about them doing GameStop Mondays anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. And I think, I don't know what they call it, but these videos they've been putting out, I think they have said they're going to be putting out new stuff every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, so uh, they've just the moved one. a lot of that internally, yeah. uh, which I think is, is is good and bad. Um, I think you know, obviously, it, it, you you usually get a more information, you know, when you're when you're rolling it out to other sources. They want to obviously try to generate as much traffic for you as possible, so you may be able to drop an extra nugget or two. Um, but again, yeah. you know, I, I think the thing is, is that. It's it's and again, this is an, an experience thing for sure. Um, it's much easier to control the release of information when you're doing it all internally and just making sure that you're talking about the right things at the right time and you're not kind of crossing over different areas and confusing the people who are trying to, you know, the people who want to hear about Diamond Dynasty versus the people who want to hear about franchise versus the people who want to hear about Road to the Show. And when all the information is coming from the same spot, uh, it, it makes that flow a little bit better, in my opinion. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a in a second, where that flow got a little a little wonked up. But uh, yeah, I really did like the uh, was it IGN like Tuesdays. I think they had a uh, stuff with Ryan McCaffrey. I thought that was always really good and mm-hmm. very informative. That they they were very into. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jackie Robinson, what'd you say? It was one thirty up there. Uh, the, yeah, the one, the hundred dollar us version is one thirty in Canada. Yeah. And that is physical only that gets you a PS4 or Xbox one disc PS5 and Xbox XS codes. Uh, again, you get the early access, uh, only one diamond choice pack, two gold choice packs, 
10 of them be the show packs, one player equipment pack, daily doubles, 25,000 stubs, a physical steel book, a new era cap, a digital new era cap for Diamond Dynasty, and immediate access to the Jackie Robinson bat skin. Does that mean what? Yeah, I think that, they messed up. I think they messed up how that is worded. Because the I bat can, skin, the bat skin is in all of the Jackie editions. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would. The only I'm real not, reason to buy that version is the hat. Yeah, and and I mean they're just not that good at hats. So, or if for some reason you don't want digital, if you don't want to go digital, but you play Diamond Dynasty. I yeah. mean, if you if you don't want digital and you play Diamond Dynasty. I would. Mm, how much is it? I know. Months? I would. Oh. It's tough. I mean, here's the thing. Look, well, here's the question. What we're are trying you, to tell you, you is to buy digital. Like, really, just if you're a Diamond Dynasty player, you have to buy digital. Like, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, to but I mean, best value to get the best value as a Diamond Dynasty player, you should be buying the digital deluxe edition. Well, yes. Uh, yes, but if you were getting a physical edition, I think I would say get the, and you don't care about the hat. Obviously I care about the hat if I was going to get a physical edition, but if, uh... I guess the variable there is, cause I know what you're saying. You're like, well, do you buy the standard edition and then you just buy some stubs, right? Yeah. Because if you buy the stand, if you no, but even if you buy the Jackie Robinson edition at 85 and you buy 1500 stubs, you're back to a hundred. Yeah. And but yeah. The only real difference you would get is the hats, right? Yeah, cuz the hat the hat the hat and in game. On, the hat version only comes with one diamond pack versus two in the digital deluxe. Yeah, and so it also only has difference. three less gold choice packs than the digital deluxe. But it has a hat. Yeah, so it's essentially the same as the $85 version. But you get 15,000 more stubs and the real hat and the diamond dynasty hat. Yeah. I. That might be the way to go also. Is to get the Jackie edition, the $85 physical edition if you need to go. Yeah, I, think if you, I think if you're going physical and don't care about the hat, get the $85 version. If you're going digital and you play Diamond Dynasty, obviously, I would say get the digital deluxe edition. If you don't play Diamond Dynasty... I mean, you get the regular edition. I'd get the standard edition or the next gen yeah. edition, and and keep in mind, it. keep in mind, all digital pre-orders also come with an additional gold choice pack. Yes, which they hide down at the bottom with all the rest of the. Oh, and if you want the four-day extra jump on everybody, you need either the Jackie Robin. You need a Jackie Robinson edition. You need a Jackie edition. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, choose wisely. <laughs> I will get digital deluxe edition. Well, here's what's weird. I I still need more information. Also, I still have um I still have my PS4 and I still have an Xbox One. I don't know what I'm going to do. Number one thing I need to know is does if I have a PS4 uh Apropos of what versions I get, does my team, do I have one team? Do I have 
a PlayStation and an Xbox team? Or do I have a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5 team? I highly doubt that's the that's how it is. Like an and an Xbox X S and one team. I if it, if it is all one team, I am going to have I have a problem. So I am definitely going to buy the digital deluxe edition on PS4. And then I will probably still buy the game on PS on Xbox. So so they partially Somehow. answered this question already. Uh, if you go to the FAQ, the very bottom question is, if I upgrade from current gen to next gen, does my progress transfer? And it says, yes, your online Diamond Dynasty inventory and progression will transfer automatically. Okay. But what I'd like them to specifically answer is, if I go from PS4 mm. to Xbox Series X, does my progress transfer? Because obviously, if you're going from PS4 to PS5, or if you're going from uh, Xbox One to Series S or Series X, you would assume that your progress transfers because it's, you're still in the same ecosystem. You're just upgrading, you know, the new console. So I get that. But if all of a sudden uh, you decided to go from PS4 and you're like, "Oh, I got a Series X. I want to play it on that," and you pick it up, will your progress? So that would be assuming that, and and. I guess the the part that they would have to elaborate on is, is your team going to require a Sony login of some sort? Yeah. I'm instead, assuming that. instead of just your gamer tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's going to be the case as well. I think you're going to need to create a MLB, the show account and sign in to said account to enable cross progression. Well, it's just uh, a PlayStation uh, account, right? It's not a, will be the show account because you're just logging into your PSN account. Yeah, I know, but I can't imagine that. Well, I, I guess I suppose. I'm just thinking, will Xbox allow you to log into your PSN account? Well, yeah, because they let title. But they let you log into your game, right? They let you allow to log into your Activision account so that your Warzone stuff goes across and yeah, that's your true. Fortnite account. I mean, stuff. but those aren't Sony. Like you know what I mean? Right. Like So, but again, the fact that we're getting the game on Xbox at all, which will be oh, yeah. the, uh, the uh, listen, like listen, I'm playing it on Xbox. I've been clear about that. I will be playing it on Xbox. Uh, well, I have a next-gen Xbox, so I mean, well, that makes the most sense for me to get it on there. So, I'm excited. Like, And again, I, I am just excited that it, it's going to be cross-platform. I think it's great for the game. It's going to bring in a whole new you know, uh, group of customers that they may not have had before for whatever reason. I mean, there are plenty of people who avoided PlayStation simply because they like what Microsoft has to offer and they like Game Pass and whatever. Right. Um, And, you know, again, this is going to bring in a whole new bunch of players. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope uh, I get to roll a lot of them and make them quit in ranked seasons. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. Well, we're going to have cross play. So you're going to be, you might be playing, you're going to be playing PlayStation guys. So. But yeah, I'm definitely uh, gonna be. I'm definitely gonna be snagging the the digital deluxe for the extra bonus stuff. Yeah, I think at some point I'll probably get. Oh, I definitely gonna want to get a PS5. That's number one thing I want to get. But with the Xbox S, Xbox Series S being only three hundred, I could definitely see that being something that goes into my living room for like my kid to play. And I would buy the show on that just to play the show on Xbox. And if I'm just in the living room and I'm like, I don't feel like walking to my office. I'll throw it on. And if everything transfers over fine, but no problem, I'm going to end up spending $170, I guess, on the show because I'll buy a digital deluxe edition on PS5. And then I would 
get the next gen, but I also want to play it now. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what to do. Okay. I don't know what to do. Yeah. What if I get a digital deluxe edition on Xbox on PS5, and then I get the digital Jackie Robinson edition on Xbox? Then I only spend one hundred and eighty-five dollars. <laughs> These are yeah. the the worst of first world problems. That's luckily, like on the assumption luckily, that I will you've get. Got, you've got two months to figure it out. Yeah. I would. I almost want to tell nobody to buy a standard edition. But I feel like that's, I mean, strategy. Money's a thing, but it is. I if I think we might need to circle back to the versions yeah. because again, the thing is, not a lot having, of a lot of variables there still. Yeah, and not just having like, or at least to our knowledge, like there's not just like an upgrade path. Yeah, like I can't buy the current gen version and then in like August be like, oh hey, I got a PS5. Let me spend ten dollars for the PS5 version. Yeah. It would be, but, but to be spend fair, $70 then for up, the PS5 version? You'll catch a hot all-star sale and pick it up somewhere in there for half yeah. price anyway. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. All this talk about different consoles, you're actually going to be able to give it a try here coming up next week. Yeah. Very next excited. 20, the 23rd. So they announced uh, last week that they had signups. I believe signups are closed. Yes, close I know to for, for Xbox, it was limited anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I did see, I think it was Frisk tweeted out earlier today um, that he was still able to sign up through the Xbox uh, dashboard. Oh, um, oh, I never even looked to see if the game was on the Xbox dashboard. Yeah. That's so, so they did announce they are going to be running a technical test. The technical test starts uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific on February 23rd. It will run until 10 a.m. Pacific on March 1st. Um, you know, this is essentially, uh, open beta. Uh, they're, they're calling it a technical test, which sounds fancier than it is. Um, it will be available again. It was, it was the signups were unlimited on PlayStation. They were limited to 50,000 signups on Xbox. I signed up for the Xbox version. I know you signed up for the PlayStation version. I think lies. I signed up for the Xbox version. Oh, you did sign up for the Xbox version. I forget. Did Uh, we have to say if it was. Which version of the Xbox was? No, I just, I think okay. it was just... Um, Xbox family of consoles. I think it was, yeah. I don't remember 100% now, but because uh, I feel like that was ages ago, but it was only last week. Uh, so we will get, obviously, I, I'm assuming it's going to be very tight-lipped. Uh, don't talk oh, about yeah. it. You can't say anything. Don't stream anything. But I am job. looking forward to, listen, my biggest thing, the, the one goal I have going into this is I want to see how it plays on on a new Xbox. Like that's that's for me again like I I've said it a million times. I the bar for me is very high with the new generation of consoles. NBA 2K has already set the bar extremely high on what new consoles can do for sports games uh in terms of 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 motions and controls and smoothness of animations and gameplay. Uh, so that is what I'm really looking forward to. How will this game play not only on an Xbox, but on a next generation Xbox? I'm interested. I'm very excited. I have a launch. No, I have an original Xbox one and I also have the uh, Xbox one X project Scorpio edition Scorpio. Is that what it was? Seems like so long ago. I believe uh, that is correct. 
So I will test it out on both of those to see how that works. Though we probably can't talk about any of that. We probably can't even say if we get in. I'd have to double check all that paperwork, but... If we can say that we got in, we will tell you if we got in. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we can say. I don't think it's anything, but it will well, be fun. Be, it will be fun to check it out. Speaking of things that you're not supposed to say. Yeah. Should speaking we talk, of, about, should, should we talk of our, about what you alluded to earlier? Speaking of extremely tight control now that everything's done in-house. And then, of course, right away, there's a mistake right out of the gate. Yeah, we all, we all make mistakes. I got, no, I got no problem with these mistakes. It happens. Uh, so, so they accidentally oh, go ahead. You well, no, I, well, I was gonna say the TLDR is they posted a YouTube video last week. It was the first uh, Tatis and Coach video, if I remember correctly. Within that video, the description had a blurb uh, that read as follows: "There are more ways than ever before in MLB The Show 21. More ways to play than ever before in MLB The Show 21." Take your ball player across game modes to own every at-bat, every pitch, and every play. Then this is where the fun starts. Uh, fire up the new stadium creator mode and build the next great ballpark. And for the first time ever, MLB The Show is available on Xbox console, blah, blah, blah. So this was in the description of the breakdown, how to play your way in 21 with Coach and Fernando Tatis video that was posted on February 10th that blurb was from the description shortly after the description was edited to remove the blurb about stadium creator tj discuss i am excited for a stadium creator <laughs> i need to know where i can use it can i use it in diamond dynasty are there going to be limits to it like what's i need i need more information i love that the it exists but that's the problem with all all news that we get it's like it's awesome that it exists but yeah. now i need to know everything well and the thing is what i wish they would have done i mean here's the thing the fact, the fact the fact the fact that and again absolutely no issue with this being screenshotted and put out there but you know it was a prominent member of the community who was the first person to catch on to this so you know he has a large following so this thing spreads like wildfire on twitter and everybody, and I, I listen, I was into into it as well. What is it going to mean for Diamond Dynasty? Is it going to be limited? What are you going to be able to do with it? I think at that point, they probably should have come out and said, hey, guys, we, we know you guys saw what was in the description. We're not ready to talk about it quite yet, but we're going to talk about it on this day. You know, looking yeah. forward to sharing the news with you. And that would have at least, like, tempered the expectations and stuff because now this thing has taken on a life of its own yeah and you know it's been a week since it happened but people are still talking about it because of the implications that it could mean towards franchise mode towards uh relocation towards a potential expansion mode um i mean here's the thing i i i do expect i hope it, i hope it's all those things i hope it's all those things too but i do expect it to be limited in what you can do I, again, I expect this to be like a, like not even like a 1.0 version of stadium creator. Right. Yeah. Again, this is something that um, much like we did with ballpark construction kit. Right. You know, when we launched it, it had limited options. It had, it had a few cool things that you could do. Then we added to it a couple of times through patches as you know, more assets became available and stuff. I expect them to do a similar thing. 
where it's like, hey, here's this cool thing. This is the base version of it. There's, you know, six different opio wall templates, and there's all this stuff. We plan on supporting it with release patches down the road. Here's kind of a roadmap of where we see it going in 2022 uh, and beyond. That's kind of what I envision for Stadium Creator. Yeah. I, yeah, I just want to know what modes we need. Like, can we do it in Diamond Dynasty? Is it going to be crazy? Yeah. I saw somebody had a suggestion, like, you know, like, I I believe there is, like, a specific set of rules of how a stadium can look, or at least, like, the playing surface of a stadium. Like, your fences have to be this far or something. Yeah. And I mean, someone was like, just take that and add, like, 10% or minus 10%, and that's where you can build all your stuff. I mean, they let you use polo grounds in Diamond Dynasty. Yeah. So, like, the bar has already been kind of yeah. set pretty low in terms of quirky stadium configurations that you can use in competitive play. Yeah, so I'm excited. But I yep. just, again, again, like I said, I'm very excited. And now that I have this grain of information, I want, give me it all. Like, but. so somebody brought up a good point too, right? Like, uh, and again, this is kind of an NBA 2K thing that uh, that I love. But when you create your uniforms and your courts, um, there's an entire database of user-created logos, mm -hmm. 99% of which either fall under the category of copyright or offensive. Right. <laughs> and But, it, but it, it's super cool that this kind of area exists. Like, you know, I, you're able to to create a basketball team in Seattle right. and, you know, get sponsorship so that, you know, like put the Starbucks logo on, you know, on the court. Uh, like, so that, that's the thing. Like, is this sort of thing? Like we know that the show, you know, historically has the vault system for logos and mm -hmm. for that sort of thing. So is the vault system going to also be in play for on field stuff? Like, am I going to be able to put, uh, you know, weird logos behind home plate that I've created, which, you know, again, it's one of those things that we're really just going to need to see what they have in yeah. store uh, when, whenever they decide to talk about it. Yeah, and if it's one thing in like two K, uh, NBA two K, or in football or hockey or anything, because that's like your playing surface is the play, like a basketball stadium, a basketball stadium, a basketball court in New Jersey, a basketball court in Canada, a basketball court in Florida, or wherever. Is the same basketball court. It's the same dimension, same everything. But with baseball, you're going to get, you have all sorts of options. You can have a 38-foot wall, foot high wall in left field. You can have a home run fence that's 312 feet down right field line. You can do pretty much whatever you want. So it's going to be interesting to see how this looks. I'm also very excited to see if people, like the same, depending on how amazing, how amazingly deep you can get in this, like are people going to make you know, the Japanese stadiums that exist or uh, yeah. the stadium in Puerto Rico and stuff like that. I'd, I'd be very interested to check out all that stuff. Agreed. And I do wonder if something like this uh, stadium creator mode is also going to make it uh, easier for the team at SDS to make more stadiums to add into the game uh, in the future. I mean, assuming they can get the rights to it just, but yeah. Uh, so I would be, I would be interested in that or even just more if they come out with like more minor league uh, stadiums like if like uh, if they said that stadium creator was not allowed or stadium creator stadiums were not allowed in diamond dynasty but hey we use stadium creator we built 10 other stadiums or 15 other stadiums that you can use that hit their like requirements for a legal field or whatever i think that would still be cool yeah and it just saves, just saves them saves them work rather than 
having to go out and get licenses for more stuff. Yep. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, what else we got here? Well, the other uh, speaking of things that are possibly new and exciting, uh, to just today, hot off the press, uh, they tweeted out a video talking about uh, some changes to March to October, mm-hmm. which have gotten people on the Twitter machine uh, really buzzing. Two things that stuck out from this little clip to me. The first was the depth chart screen which had uh, five different years listed at the top, Mm -hmm. which would lead you to believe that MTO may be taking on a multi-year fashion as opposed to to last year where it was a one-and-done thing. MTO MTO was great, right? Well, last year it just dumped you in the franchise, right? You, You had the option when it was done to continue it as a conventional franchise. Mm. Um, but but again, my thing is, and I talked to a few people uh, about this today at some relative length, uh, people who I know were huge MTO fans and uh, just really loved you know spending time with it, people who don't have really time to go through a complete franchise. Um, they are very excited at the potential that MTO could be multi-seasonal. Now, mm. How does it handle the offseason? Uh, is it sort of like how they've handled the trade deadline where maybe you're presented with a few different free agent scenarios um, and you decide, like, you know, for example, let's say they give you a big-name starting pitcher, a big-name corner infielder, and a big-name catcher, and you can only sign one. Who do you pick? Um, you know, depending on what team, you know, the quality of those players may change depending on your budget and whatnot. Um, you know, like, again, it opens up a lot of options in terms of, um, you know, these people who who maybe don't have time to play a full conventional franchise mode, but really like MTO, can kind of go through and play a multi-season. The other yeah, thing that they're... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and running a team is a lot of work. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you want to do a franchise, but you don't want to do all that work, and then you feel like you get to the end of the season, and you haven't done anything... March to October, like, makes things happen. And you don't have to, like, be involved in every little thing. Like, March to October takes care of it. And it's it's a great way to play. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that, that March to October players are really excited about is the introduction of being able to play uh, as prospects mm-hmm. in minor league games. So in the, in the video, uh, it shows you playing a player lock game for Julio Rodriguez, while please, please. Still, Baseball still America Tacoma. Prospect Handbook Cover Athlete, Julio Rodriguez. Okie dokie. He liked my uh, picture on Instagram where I posted the cover of the book. Oh, good. So it, we're it, like best friends now. Oh, there you go. So it shows you being able uh, to play a player lock game as J-Rod uh, in Tacoma on May 2nd, 2021. Um, so this is kind of cool, right? The, the the caption says, fast track the development of prospects by playing minor league games for more impactful call-ups. And then a few seconds later, it shows he's ready to be called up. He's still only a 69 overall. What I like about it is that it has his minor league stats. So at this point, he's hitting 316. He has seven homers, 19 RBIs. Uh, he's OPS in 10-12. So it, that's kind of cool that it's showing their minor league stats, kind of how, how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it shows he gets called up uh, and then he's in the outfield for the Mariners. So that is kind of neat because again, 
that goes back to if it's going to be a multi-season thing, maybe these guys, you don't call them up the first year, but then the second year they can make an impact. Or if there's some sort of um, draft that goes through this or some sort of way that, that new prospects enter your system. Again, this is just taking what I thought was a really good addition and a really popular addition and adding new and cool wrinkles to it to give people more stuff to do. Yeah. And to me, those are big W's. Yeah, and as someone who's playing uh, March to October just for the affinity points in Diamond Dynasty, my first thing was I'm putting every top prospect on the tra- on the trade block because there's no reason for me to have them because they're going to be they're not I'm, I'm not going to play multiple years and these guys will command good players. And my team was always crazy stacked, but uh, this is I'm I'm very interested to see what this March to October does. And I think a lot of people are worried that. Uh, that means that there's not going to be a lot of updates to franchise. And I I see that happening, but I think I really like that. I think March to October is going to be the new franchise, but they just can't pull out old franchise and be like, hey, here's March to October. But they get to they get to create start with March to October that they created. Is this was this the second year of March to October? Or was this the first year? This this will just this will just be the second this year will, of it coming. This will up. be the second year, right? Yeah. Uh but yeah, and in doing all this March to October stuff is like, maybe this is stuff they could have put into franchise, but I'm sure some of the franchise code base is so old that if you tried to put in multi-year depth charts, you might break everything. So now working with this fresh March to October, you know, uh, data mode database, they have probably a lot more options and they can make a new franchise mode far better than the one that they had in the past. So, I'm, I, I'm very excited. I saw when you tweeted this earlier today, and my initial reaction was angry um, because I am a staunch franchise guy. And then I kind of thought about it as I've been a little more known to do now in my advanced age, um, being a little more level-headed and thinking things through. And I agree with you 100%. Um Nobody can disagree that MLB The Show's franchise is stale. It is stale. It has been stale for several years uh, with very minimal improvements. And maybe that's a good thing. Um, like we talked about earlier, right? You know, if, if I want to dive into an, uh, a franchise mode, a front office realm, I'm going to play out-of-the-park baseball. It's not an option um, because there's no level of depth you're ever going to see from a console game that is going to get it to that depth. And again, like I said earlier, that's not an ad. That's just, that's factual. Mm. But I do like the idea. And again, I look to, to, to reference NBA 2K again. One of the bigger changes that they made when they released the next gen upgrade for NBA 2K21 was they combined their RPG-based MyGM and the typical franchise mode, My League into one mode, and they called it MyNBA. And it's so customizable on how you can interact with it. You can be the guy that does everything, or you can be the guy that does very little. I know people who play the franchise mode in NBA 2K, and all they do is handle the front office interactions. So like the tasks and chatting with the players and like contracts 
and free agent, and they don't play any of the games. But the option's always there. If they want to jump in and play a game, they can. But the caveat with NBA 2K is they had all of these systems in place already, and they just made the, the conscious decision to, we're going to code all these things in together and give it an interface and call it my NBA and make it work. MLB The Show, like you said, does not have that. The, the architecture that they're working with in franchise is years and years and years and years old. So if this MTO and the, the advancements that they're making to MTO eventually lead to a franchise mode where I would love a franchise mode where I could play it as in the, the March to October style, quote unquote, for the first five months of the season and then play September and play the playoffs in a conventional franchise style where I get to play every game and whatever I do. What that's kind of what they gave you last year too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You played a lot more games later in the season. Mm. Um, and in the playoffs, I mean, even in the playoffs, you weren't playing full games until, uh, later in the series. Um, but again, what I really want to see at this point, is I want to see a roadmap of where they envision this thing going. That's all I really want. I mean, I, I know there's people who who, who are going to listen to the show and they're going to be like, oh my God, Snaggle's bailing on the franchise movement. Uh, we're losing one of our key players. That's not the case. I want to see franchise succeed. I want to see it thrive. But we're on a new generation of consoles. What I really want to see between now and April 16th is... This is what we have for franchise slash MTO right now. And here's kind of where we envision it going. Is it going to become this kind of all-encompassing mode where you could bounce back and forth from the March to October style to the franchise style and we're going to add all these cool new wrinkles? Is it going to continue to be something separate and they're just going to put more focus on MTO because it's new and cool and shinier and is easier to access? What That's what I really want. I just want that communication from SDS to be out there and just say, this is what we envision for offline players. Mm. I see that. I definitely want to try this mode. I want to see what's up. Oh, I'm definitely going to give it a spin. And because you know I, it's going to have DD stuff attached, right? So. Yeah. If, if, and if it has that, I mean, I'm definitely in to get some, get some quick, uh, quick points or whatever I can get through this mode. But I think again, like with, uh, like we were saying, like I play a lot of out of the park franchises. I don't want to play an out of the park franchise and then also play an MLB franchise where I have to do everything. So I, that's why I think March to October is much more targeted at me. It doesn't want to do the full franchise thing, but at least with March to October, you can still get your, you can still put your imprint on a team by, you know, making those trade decisions and, and now yep. doing some of this minor league, uh, this minor league stuff. And, kind of pointing your team in the direction you want to go because I felt like because because like I was saying when I did the reason that I played the 162 games uh that one year was because like if you don't do it if you just don't do anything in franchise nothing happens or you can do everything in franchise and everything happens that's why so you can get overwhelmed or you can get underwhelmed by not doing anything if you just want to play the games but March to October gives you a nice a nice mix of there's a little bit of management. There's a little bit of gameplay. You get to kind of push the team the way you want to go. And I think it's just a, I think it's a good mode. Would I love to see it have just like complete full on a way to access the complete full franchise stuff? 
sure, that'd be great. If I could just say, I definitely want to trade for this guy. Let's figure out how to make it happen right now. Yeah. That would be great. Uh, so I wonder if they'll have like, like a, like a GM or assist, like, cause you're kind of like an assistant. Let's, let's, let's just say what March October, let's just say March October is like assistant GM mode where you're not making all the decisions, but you're making like some of the decisions. Yeah. It would be cool if you could just like flip that switch to be the real GM, make the moves you got to do. Maybe you want to hop in and play a full game here and there, uh, but you could always yeah. just back out to this higher view of the team and yeah. doing this kind of stuff. And I think here's the thing, right? And and I, I've been on record many times over the years saying, listen, the the more ways you can give me to play the game, the better. And for a while with franchise mode, they were doing that. I mean, I remember when they added critical situations and, mm-hmm. you know, critical situations was a huge, and again, critical situations, uh, whether people like it or not, was the foundation point for March to October. Yep. Because March to October is essentially a giant, uh, randomly scripted critical situations mm-hmm. <laughs> mode. And that was really cool, right? Because I'm one of those guys that when I play MLB The Show franchise, I play every sixth game. Um, you know, so that way I get to go with starter one the first time. And the next time through, I go starter two. And that way I get to, to pitch a little bit with everybody. But again, you know, what that doesn't allow me to do and what critical situations kind of fixed was getting to be part of key moments. Oh, a guy's going to hit for the cycle or, oh, a guy's on the verge of pitching a no hitter. I mean, you hated to see that, right? When you, when you were simming every five games and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, my, my ace threw a no hitter. And you just simmed past it. So yep. critical situations fixed a lot of that and kind of put the, the backbone in there for March to October. And then they just took critical situations. They stripped everything else away. And, and that's what March to October essentially was. So I, I think there is a lot of ways they can connect March to October and franchise. Again, what I'm really looking for is I just, I, I want them to explain what their vision is for offline players uh, because I think, listen, I love love some of the stuff they do. I love Marish October last year. I love the 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 things they showed off in this little clip today. I'm really looking forward to when they start talking about it more and more and some of the other advancements they've made. But like that's the thing. I just I want more communication of this is what we're doing with franchise. This is what we're doing with with Marish October. Here's the roadmaps for them and going from there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna get all of that. I think we'll get a good look at what it is this year. Maybe a little peek at what's going to be in the future, but I don't think you're going to get the whole roadmap. I mean, we're never going to get the whole roadmap laid out, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm excited. I'm still excited. I'm very excited. Uh, one other thing that we didn't put on the list for some reason, uh, your diamond dynasty player will, or not your diamond dynasty, your road to the show player will be able to play in diamond dynasty in some fashion, which I am excited for mainly because uh, the creative player in Diamond Dynasty has been useful for limited amounts of time, and they become completely useless after a couple weeks, even if you get like the the boosted up versions. Uh, but usually, a couple weeks into the game, there's already five other options at whatever position you made your guy that are going to be better than him. Uh, so, if this is a way to get your creative player slash road to the show guy more useful in Diamond Dynasty, which I know a lot of people will hate. Uh, I'm interested in it, and it looks like they're going to be using more of the uh, more like the, the traits and stuff to kind of build up their rating, so yeah. as long as they're not Super 99 everythings, and they still have, you know, some semblance of a regular player. Like, my thing was always 
um, let me have like a player template. Like, I mean, they kind of do it, but I would want yeah. like real players, not like power pitcher or closing pitcher. Be like, I yeah. want, I want my guy. If I max him out to essentially be, you know, 99, Justin Verlander, if I, if I'm making him a pitcher and yeah. it should be very hard to get him to 99, Justin Verlander, just like getting 99, Justin Verlander should be very hard to do in the game. Yeah. But I think that would be, that would be the way I would do it if I had that choice. Uh, yeah. and I think they kind of did that in road to the show, uh, a couple of years was, uh, I think it was last year they started doing that or maybe the year before where they would like, the, here's, you could be like DJ LeMahieu or you could be like Ozzy Albies, or you could be like this shortstop or that shortstop and kind of yeah, put you guys that the, way in your initial, um, selection. Yeah. That, that was, uh, just this past year. Yeah. So I would, I would like something like that. Like if, uh, if your diamond dynasty guy still has that and you can build your guy that way, that would be awesome. But I just need, if you're going to have them in Diamond Dynasty, I would like them to be useful later on in Diamond Dynasty. I just feel like caps, caps are a thing people use for a couple of weeks. They build them up real quick. Yeah. And then a month or a month and a half in, even if you made your guide a shortstop, because there's not a lot of great shortstops at launch. And then in two months, there's, you know, everybody's got the what was it, like a 99 Barry Larkin at shortstop. So yeah, there's no reason to have your cap anymore. So yeah, I love, uh, listen, I, I love using cap. I feel like it, it allows me to give my team an extra bit of personality. Um, I don't need the cap to be overpowered. Like much like you said, I would just like my cap to be useful mm. um, beyond the first month. Uh, I didn't like the system from last year of having to grind out programs to upgrade your cap. Um, it just did, it, it didn't interest me at all. Um, uh, if I could build up my cap by playing road to the show and then bring the, the cap over, um, that will definitely give, be more interesting to me. Um, I just, again, I didn't feel like there was any need to spend time completing programs to upgrade a guy that I could go spend 800 stubs on the, the market and find a guy who's going to be instantly better. Yeah. Um, it just, it just didn't work for me. So this is again, you know, one of these cool new things where hopefully, um, hopefully it's done in a way that it'll be fun and engaging and still allow mm. you to have that extra level of personality for your diamond dynasty team. I do wonder what kind of pushback there is going to be from, I don't know. There was like weird pushback from, uh, like non diamond dynasty players last year when they saw a lot of diamond dynasty players playing March to October. But they and they were only there for the Diamond Dynasty stuff. I wonder if we're going to get that. If we're going to get a lot of people playing Road to the Show. I mean, again, you're you're playing your single player thing. It doesn't really matter to anybody else. But like, people I wonder if we're going to learn. See, people need to learn to mind their own business. To be honest, yeah. I wonder if we're going to see a lot of people just try to like run up Road to the Show and break it as much as they can to make their guy great for Diamond Dynasty, but then anger the people that are playing Road to the Show just to play Road to the Show. I don't know. Uh, Honestly, I, I don't know if you remember. It got a little weird with it did people I, being I, mad I, that I people were playing that it would people were mad that Sony gave Diamond Dynasty rewards through March to October because March to October is an offline thing so or a single player thing. So why would you want Diamond Dynasty rewards? I don't know. They play the game the way you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my, my answer all the time. I could I couldn't give two cares about how someone else spends their time with a game. Yeah. Um, again, there are people who play 
uh, March to October who never played Diamond Dynasty, have no interest in the rewards, and did not ever cash in any of the points they would have got for getting a reward. That's perfectly fine. There's plenty of Diamond Dynasty players who probably didn't play March to October for reason X, Y, Z. But, like, honestly, this whole culture of giving a crap about how other people choose to spend their time within a game, unless it's blatantly hacking or cheating or taking advantage of the game, who cares? Worry about your own stuff. I agree. Play the game the way you want to, or play whatever game you want. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to play the show, don't play the show. Yep. Uh, I recommend playing the show. I recommend playing all baseball games. I was just thinking about going back and playing. Oh, what was I going to go back and play? Uh, well, you got, I, you got me thinking I, about some game and I forget what it was now. Well, listen, now, are you thinking about, because one thing we didn't mention uh, that I think we would probably get called out for very badly if we did not mention are you thinking about going back and playing any of the 2K baseball games with the right stick pitching mechanic? Oh, I was not thinking about doing that. I could. No, but you uh, that was another thing that I think has gotten lost in all of this is uh, in that what same pinpoint this, pitching. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but in the in the video, that same video that the description was messed up on, there was a small little clip that showed something similar to right stick analog pitching a la the MLB 2K games. Again, it hasn't been elaborated on or explained in any way uh, because we haven't gotten to any of the content streams yet, but a very interesting development. Yeah, every couple of years we get a new pitching pitching mechanic, so I'm sure this will be something interesting. Cool. We got Pulse a couple of years ago. Oh, we got Pulse like when I was still living in my apartment, and I think I've been in this house for 10 years. So... I don't know. Didn't we get something similar to this not too long ago? Oh, we got analog pitching's been around for a while, right? Yeah. I thought we got something similar at some point. I don't remember. I still use meter. I'm one of those people. I'm a I'm a I'm a meter guy. I did spend some time last year trying to teach myself analog. Um, I can't. But I've tried. I can't uh, like like I get it right. Like analog gives you the most one-to-one experience mm. uh, in terms of feedback. But for me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be a meter guy. I don't think that, um, I just don't think that analog is for me. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what this new style looks like. But again, I'm at the point now where like when this was a cool thing, I was 10 years younger and 10 years less carpal tunnel set in on my wrists. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's why there was a point where I was like, post pitching is kind of cool. I only have hit X once. I, well, to be <laughs> fair, I use offline, I use just button pitching. Like, oh, literally, yeah. well, because in, in offline modes, button pitching is the one that uses the most of the actual pitcher's ratings. Gotcha. Right. So, like, for, for an offline experience, I use that because it makes like the difference between. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole and, you know, the 17th starter on the Rays, it, yeah. you, you could feel the difference and it's not a difference caused by you. It's a difference caused by the ratings. Uh, but again, I'm interested. I'm, I'm always interested to see when they do this kind of stuff, um, you know, with, with relation to analog movements and pitching. I think it's kind of one of those things that it goes well together to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a kind of, I'm interested to see what they do with it. 
I mean, that means we should also talk about the casual and competitive play modes, but I think we should save that for another time when we have more information on it. Well, yeah, we're already like an hour and a half into the show. Yeah, I think the play modes and stuff, we're definitely going to need to break down at length when we see what the differences are going to be, because I do think those are going to be a hot topic as well. I also think we're very deep into this and we need to start banging through a couple more topics. Uh, RBI Baseball 21 on the way. Uh, on your oh, oh you see look RBI baseball does it very nice for me RBI 21 is coming this March on the on Xbox family of devices via smart delivery uh, PS4 Nintendo switch PC and mobile devices stay tuned for more info uh, there's also going to be play-by-play commentary uh, time of day is going to progress during a game and they're adding a creative player so I'm very excited for that uh, I always have, give and they have RBI the soundtrack chance. on the website yeah, I always give RBI a chance. I'll I'll take a look at it again this year and see what's up. Wake Up Sunshine by All Time Low. Never heard of it. They got some Diplo on here though. I'm sure, that's a banger. <laughs> Are these from this year? Is this last year? I don't know. What, I don't know if this is this year's or last year's. It says RBI twenty one RBI Baseball twenty one music. Not gonna lie, RBI has beautiful stadiums. They do have very nice stadiums. Uh, we actually we got to play a lot of RBI at uh, Play Ball Park in twenty nineteen. Yeah, which feels like it was eight years ago. Yeah, that's forever ago. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Definitely, I'll definitely check out RBI on uh, on mobile too. You need to check in and let me know how RBI is on Switch. Do you uh, Switch? They got golf. They got Mario Golf now. Yeah, here's here's the thing. Well, it's not Mario Golf. Not out yet. But here's my problem with it on the Switch, and I'll keep this extremely brief. I played RBI 18, I think, on the Switch. Um, the problem on the switch is it doesn't hold a candle anywhere close to super mega baseball, like not even in the, not even in the same area code. Um, it's just after playing super mega baseball, it's, it's hard to play another switch base game. Gotcha. Ooh, individual stat cast data for pitchers and best of all, you can pre-order now. Oh, I didn't need the best of all part. Oh, Tim Anderson on the cover. We didn't mention that. Uh, so RBI coming out in March, no release date. I think they just said March. They haven't, uh, haven't specified classic uh again hard to specify with what's going on in mlb right now we got pitchers and catchers i'm surprised that we have spring training getting underway not gonna lie we also just found out all the minor league teams so if you're working on a baseball game now you have to go and redo all your minor leagues to match uh how it is now thankfully that's someone else's job and not ours uh let's go through some more news uh we did mention that out of the park was acquired by gameville slash com to us uh, Comptos makes a bunch of uh, mobile uh, MLB games, MLB nine inning, uh, MLB nine innings, right? Yeah, MLB nine innings GM. Yep, and MLB nine innings. I think that's just full title. Uh, so they did that. EA uh, acquired Glue Mobile, makers of all the tap sports games. So if you're looking at mobile baseball games, there's more. Uh, out of the park go in development check uh forums.otpdevelopments.com for more information um we're probably not going to cover a whole lot of out of the park stuff uh on the show mainly because we do lots of out of the park stuff on you know twitch.tv slash out of the park development uh i don't even know what it is twitch.tv slash ootp developments i get i've typed it so much that it's like melted into my mind um uh, are you bringing back uh, this week in perfect team for next year? Am I bringing it back? Yeah, uh, that has not been announced as of yet. Oh, whoa, whoa! You want you want to break some news here? 
We're an well, hour and 30 in. Nobody else, nobody's listening, so. I mean, listen, uh, I think there's a pretty good chance that in some way, shape, or form, this week in Perfect Team will continue, but nothing has been uh, confirmed because, you know, we're not, there, we're not there yet, right? All right. All right? A lot of things can happen between now and the redacted date that OTP 22 is out. Yeah. Which, I mean, is, even, is OTP 22 even a thing? Has it even I been heard, announced yet? I've heard that the community manager just keeps talking about it, but then there's no information on about it. Uh, yes. If you were looking for information about it, I would say go to ootpdevelopments.com slash newsletter.php and sign up so you uh, get emailed when new news breaks. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I think that's, I think that's about games? it. Listen, I, think, that? I, I think that's about it. I have built a sick team in uh, MLB 9 Innings GM. I just want to say that. Uh, but that was, uh, I don't know. It's weird because I started at the end of the year. So I got like a whole bunch of stuff and then I got like all the rewards you get for like just starting the game. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what like a new season looks like uh, in that game. So I'm going to check that out more. Uh, anything else? I think that's everything. Plug all your stuff. Tell me more about uh, Snaggle Plays Games Fun podcast. Listen, all people need to do is just everywhere on the Internet. At Snaggle J. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, uh, listen, just all, all those places at Snaggle J. You'll find everything I'm doing. Uh, I got a video game podcast, a wrestling podcast. I'm doing this podcast. Uh, I got YouTube videos coming out, the yin yang these days. Uh, but you know what? All of it is condensed into most likely my Twitter. Uh, so just, you know, if you go to a social media service, type in Snaggle J, you're probably likely to find me. Yes. Same thing for me. But that's Sports Gamer or that's sportsgamer.com. If you're in Warzone after 11 p.m. Eastern Time, look for that Sports Gamer. If you get a contract uh, to eliminate my character, please do not do that. I would appreciate that very much. Uh, yeah, that's sportsgamer.com is where you'll find Bullpen Banter and Bullpen Banter show notes uh, will be there. You can also go to that sportsgamer.com slash community. That'll take you over to our Discord server where we talk about all of the baseball. Uh, video games and more. I think that's it. Like hats. hats There's yeah. a, some good deals on some woo socks hats. Also pro tip. If you're looking for your major league teams hat for cheaper, go check out the minor league stores. That's just a little pro tip right now. Cause if you go over to woo socks, you can get a red socks on field fitted for 30 bucks. Wow. I'm just saying, top secret, don't tell nobody. I'm not telling anyone. You might be able to get a deal if you're uh, if you're searching around properly. I think that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Are we going to do this every week? Assuming news, we'll be back next week. This is one of those big episodes just because it's the we're back episode, but yep. hopefully we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, more, we'll be more condensed. Yes, I would hope so. Much, much like the slogan. We're just getting back into the game. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was worried you were going to forget. Did I? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, but now, well, it's time for me to drop another dance, but it's time for you to get out of the bullpen and get back into the game. Take it easy, folks. I just stop recording. <laughs>